Take your Bibles and turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11, we're going to look at verse 6 tonight. We just finished last Sunday night our study through the book of James on how to respond to the trials of life with faith. And, and, and we looked at that, and James contrasts the, the, the different um, responses and how we might respond in, to, to the trials and tests of life. And, and the way that honors God, the way that pleases God, is always the response of faith, of trust in Him, and, 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 and reacting His way according to His Word. And so, just with that still on my mind, uh, I wanted us to, to look at really, I guess, what, what faith is, what, what a faith that pleases God is, and how to develop such a faith, or, or rather, how is such a faith developed in us. And so I want us to look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And the Word of God says, But without faith... It is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Father, thank you for your word. And thank you for, for this time, for this day, for this moment. Thank you for each one that's here. And God, I pray that right now, as I die to self, that you would so fill me with your spirit, that you would preach your word through me. Show us what a faith that pleases you looks like. And how can we have that? How can we know we have that? And, and how can we allow you to develop such a faith in us? Teach us. From your word by your spirit. For your glory and for our good. I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. In Luke 17 6. The disciples asked Jesus to increase our faith. Increase our faith. Give us more faith. And Jesus responded. If you had if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And by saying that, what he was telling them, that, that it's not about a quantity of faith. Like you can pile more faith on. It's about the quality of faith that is developed in you. If you have just a little of the right faith, if you have just a little of that quality faith that pleases God then nothing's impossible so more faith is not what we need what we need is a quality of faith a real biblical faith that God develops in us and it's, it's not overnight it, 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 it's a process it, it, it happens over the course of time now, verse 6 goes with verse 5. 
In, in Hebrews 11, verse 5 speaks of Enoch and his walk with God, his walk of faith with God. It hasn't been too long ago that a priest on Enoch. But verse 6 goes with that. And so, so I'll just make a, a couple of uh, uh, mentions here. That, that Enoch's walk with God is from Genesis chapter 5. And in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, the Bible says, And Enoch walked with God. And in Hebrews 11:5 it says that Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. Now when the Old Testament was translated into the Greek, which is called the Septuagint, the Greek word that was used for Genesis 24 and Enoch walked with God for that word walk, the Greek word that was used for walk is the Greek word that we find in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5, pleased. So in other words, the translator said in Genesis chapter 5 verse 24, Enoch walked with God and, and what the word meant is that Enoch pleased God. And then in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, the writer says, And Enoch pleased God. Therefore, to walk with God by faith is to live for His pleasure. It is to please Him. What does that faith look like? What does that faith look like? Well, let, let's look at, at some truths out of this uh, verse 6. The first, the first that I want you to see, and I've already uh, kind of opened it up a little bit, but faith blesses God. This real quality biblical faith that God develops in us, it blesses God. The writer says, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So, so the opposite is true. With faith, you can please God. Or faith pleases God. Enoch's faith was seen in his walk with God and how he lived his life. Not just a, a moment here and there. Not just a, a day out of the week. Not just a, a, a few days out of the month. But the character of his walk, the rhythm of his walk was pleasing to God because it was a walk of faith and faith pleases God. He sought to please God with his life. Who do we seek to please? Who do we seek to please? In our lives, in our everyday life, I'm not talking about on Sunday because on Sunday the right answer would be God. But what about on Monday? Who are we seeking to please on Monday or Tuesday or Saturday? Who do we seek to please? Who do we live to please? Well, if we're, if we're real and honest, some might say, I seek to please my, my spouse. Right? Because if mama ain't happy, well, y'all know, know that. Right? I mean, there, there are people in our lives that we seek to please. What about our boss? Okay? We, we, we seek to please them, right? Right? Because, listen, we've learned, and some of us sometimes learn these things the hard way, that if we seek to please them, then life and work gets a whole lot easier, doesn't it? 
So, so there are those in our lives that we do seek to please. We need, the flesh needs the approval of others at times. I mean, I need to know that, 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 that Donna loves me. Okay? I need to know that. I need, I need, to, I need to know that, that I'm appreciated, that she approves of me. Right? I mean, I mean it, it, we need those things. The flesh needs those things, right? And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to seek to please those that are important in our lives. But that cannot be what we live for. That cannot be what defines us. The approval of others cannot be what drives us and what controls us. Because what happens when one day they don't approve or they don't like or they don't love or they're not pleased? Someone said it doesn't matter how many people we please if we don't please God. And if we seek to please Him above everyone else, then, then I have found and you have found, and, and the truth is, if we seek to please God above everyone else in our lives, then we will be pleasing to those that matter most in our lives. So how do we please those that matter most in our lives? Please God. How do we love those that matter most in our lives? We love God. And if we love Him, then we will know how to love them. So faith pleases God. Faith blesses God. Without it, you cannot please Him. Faith gives God the honor that is due Him. And how does our faith honor Him? How does our faith please Him? It takes him at his word, and it trusts him. It trusts him. It trusts him. A faith that blesses God pleases God. Secondly, not only does faith bless God, faith believes God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Verse 1 of chapter 11 tells us that faith is substance and evidence. Substances, there's, there's, uh, there's, there, there's, uh, there's proof, there's, there's something uh, to stand on, there's something of substance there, there's something to base your life on, not just to base a decision on now and then, but to base your whole life on every day. There's substance and evidence, there's convincing proof that, that, that what he has promised is going to come to be. You just know it, you, you, you believe it, you believe God. Therefore, faith believes God, and it's the substance on which we base our lives, and, and it's the substance on which we can stand firm. Enoch lived in a day that saw great evil on the earth. It was the days before Noah built the ark. Remember where, where, where God said to Noah that, that the evil has, 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 is so bad that, that, that I'm sorry I even created man. 
Enoch lived just prior to that, but he lived long enough to see it. He died before the flood, but he knew the evil of men. And yet, he walked with God. And yet, faith was that substance that he based his life on, and it was the evidence that, that, that God was and God is and that God will provide. He believed God. How do we know who God is? How do we know today who God is? How do we know what God is like? Well, we, we have His Word, and, and His Word in His Word, He has revealed Himself to us. He has told us who He is and what He is like. Scripture, the truths of Scripture, could only have come from God. 2 Peter 1.20, no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And, and they rattled off a few answers, and then, and then Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, you didn't come up with this. God told you that. See, everything we know about God has come from God. Men, prophets in the Old Testament, and, and, and no prophecy has ever come by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So the Bible is how we know who God is. And then scripture that we have in, this, in, in the Bible is God breathed in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That phrase, by inspiration of God, means that it is God breathed. It is God breathed. So what we hold in our hands... And what we read every day is God's revelation of himself to us, to me. And that's how we know him. That's how we know who he is. It's how we know we can trust him. It's how we know what he has promised. And to come to God to be redeemed, to be re reconciled, to be forgiven, to be adopted, to be born again, to be saved, is to believe what he says is true. You see, a faith that believes God is a faith that pleases God. Without faith, you cannot please him. Thirdly, faith benefits from God. There, there, there's a benefit. Or there are benefits uh, for our faith, for this real biblical faith that pleases God. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Oswald Sanders said, Faith enables the believing soul to trust the future as present and the invisible as seen. God has never failed you. 
I don't know everything about you and what you've been through, but I, I know this, God has never failed you. Maybe you failed to trust Him at times, but He has never failed you. He has never left you in the midst of a great trial or test. You may have left Him, but He never left you. And He won't fail you now, and He won't fail you in the future. He's led you through every troubled time in your life. And you believe Him and you trust Him, that's faith. And because you believe Him and trust Him, He is a rewarder. He rewards us. He gives us something in return for faith. Those that diligently seek Him, that is, those that crave Him and desire Him. Now, some only seek Him when they need something from Him. That, that, that's different. We must seek Him just because He's God. Not because He can answer our prayer. Not because He can heal our disease. Not because He can make the crooked straight. But just because He's God, we seek Him. We believe Him. And if we seek Him like that, if we have that kind of faith, then there are benefits that He gives. The rest of chapter 11 is a testimony of people who craved God and He blessed them. They lived for Him and he blessed them. Think about Enoch. Think about Enoch. He went for a walk one day and didn't come home. Right? Mrs. Enoch and all the children. Remember, for 300 years he had sons and daughters. So Mrs. Enoch and all the children were wondering where daddy is. And all mama knew is he went for a walk. And he never came home. Never found a body. Nobody knew. The one day when Mrs. Enoch got to heaven, there he was. What a blessing. I went for a walk and God just took me. <laughs> he just took me. I didn't see death. What a blessing. What a benefit. What a benefit that is. And there's so many others in, in chapter 11. The, the blessings that God has bestowed upon those that trusted Him, believed Him, walked by faith, a faith that pleased God. They lived out their life. They lived out their belief through obedience. But they would have believed and obeyed even if he had never rewarded their faith. You see, that's, that's the faith we're talking about. And it's not a faith that, 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 that says, all right, God, if I do this, then you do that. You give me this. You know, it's, it's a faith that, God, I, I'm going to trust you to, 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 to walk with me through this. And if you deliver me, great. And if you don't, I'm still going to trust you. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
If God delivers, it's fine. If not, he is still God. And we'll still trust him. Job said, though he slay me, I will still trust him. That's the faith. A life lived for God's pleasure will greatly benefit from his goodness and grace and blessings. Oh, no, life won't be perfect. It won't be free from suffering and pain and trouble. But during those times, we'll find a strength, an endurance, a peace, a confidence, a desire to not give up because he rewards those that diligently seek him. And we'd like to think that the reward would be to escape the pain and suffering. But what a greater testimony it is to trust God and lean on him during those times and then be able to tell others how he walked with us through it. Faith benefits from God. It believes God. It blesses God. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And then fourthly, faith is built by God. Look at chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And just, just pull out a little bit from this verse on, on how this faith is developed in us. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How is this kind of faith Developed or built by God in us. We, we, we've been given a whole chapter, 11, on what others accomplish by faith. But how does faith develop us? I'm going to give you four things real quick. Number one, Bible study. Bible study. He said, uh, the, the writer says, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, whether he's referring to those in chapter 11 or not, I don't know. But there's a great cloud of witnesses that have found that God is faithful to them. That God is a rewarder for faith. How do we know that? How do we know about this great cloud of witnesses? They're, they're in the Bible. We, we can read about them. Uh, they, 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 they knew God. They, they knew his word. Read about the faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, about David and Noah and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, and Moses, and the others that believed God and God blessed their lives of faith. So how do we know about them? We read and study the Bible. We, we, we get to know Him, God, as He reveals Himself to us through His Word. So we study, we study the, the Bible. Uh, Romans, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing what? The Word of God. The Word of God. Faith isn't going to be developed in you by God if you're not reading God's Word. So, so number one, study, study uh, the Word. And then number two, repent. Lay aside every weight and the sin 
which so easily ensnares us. No athlete runs a race with luggage. Okay? <laughs> Even the kind with wheels, you know? You just, you, you, it's not going to happen. Why? Because it slows them down, it hinders them. They can't be the best they can be with the luggage, with the baggage. Sin is like that extra baggage that'll cause us to stumble, that'll hold us back, that'll keep us from being everything we need to be for the Lord. And so what does the writer say here? Put it aside. Get rid of it. Paul says, put it to death. Repent of all known sin. And number three, exercise. Exercise. Run with endurance the race that is set before. Put to use, put to practice the faith that you have. Exercise the faith that you have. The athlete learns to run by running. Not by reading a book on running. When we use the faith we have, even if it's a weak faith, it will become stronger. And that's a part of the reward, I think, for putting our faith into action, putting it to work, is that God rewards us and he increases the, the, the quality, he builds the faith and makes it stronger that we have. So read the word, repent of known sin, exercise. And, and the fourth thing is to focus. Look into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking to him means to look away from everything else. It means to trust him, to depend on him. Look to him. Look to him. Focus on him. No, we focus on a lot of things today. We look at a lot of things today to see if there's an answer there. When we really know where the answer is. And that's to him. The author and finisher of our faith. 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 The, the, the type of a quality faith that pleases God because without faith, you can't please Him. You can't please Him. Faith is building your life on that right foundation. Faith is living your life with the conviction that God is right. Faith is about pleasing Him with how you live your life every day. Faith is about repenting of sin and keeping your eyes on the author and finisher of faith. Faith isn't about following your gut. Faith isn't about following your heart. Hear that all the time. People say, oh, I'm just going to follow my heart. No. No, the Bible says the heart is wicked and evil. It's a deceiver. Don't follow your heart. Follow your Lord. Follow him. Look to him. Follow Jesus. So the question is, do we have this faith that pleases God? Do we have that faith? You see, this faith that trusts God to move trees and mountains, to heal diseases, also trusts him even when he chooses not to. That's the faith that pleases him. Do you have that faith? 
that genuine faith? And are you working that faith so that it develops and grows stronger and deeper within you? Enoch walked with God. Enoch pleased God with his whole life because he had faith. Do you have that Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time that we could open your word and sit at your feet and allow you to teach us. And God, I thank you for, for being the author of our faith, the developer of our faith, and the finisher of our faith. Thank you for being the object of our faith. Our faith is not in a, a, a people, it's not in a government, it's not in a, a, a denomination. Our faith is not in our ability, our faith is not in our career, our faith is not in our bank account, our faith is in you. And when we come to those tests and trials that James says they'll come, we realize that there's a way to respond with faith. And that way pleases you. And when we follow that way, our faith gets stronger. And we trust you. We believe you. And we bless you. And the benefit of it is that we have your presence through it all. Through it all. In the fiery furnace, you're there. In the den of lions, you're there. When the flood covered the earth, you're there. And when the doctor says there's bad news, you're there. And when he says there's great news, you're there. Faith pleases you. Develop in us such faith. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's stand together for our...